Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Radio 929 the game, 929 the game.com. Sam and Greg on a Sunday morning, 6th day of August. Good morning, Georgia. Morning. And a good morning to you folks in Berkeley Lake. Berkeley Lake got up early. They're probably watching the women out there in Australia, and they okay. they feel in a certain kind of way like All most right. other soccer fans All right. here yes. in the well, Great Berkeley Lakes Lake area. Wonderful people up Peachtree Industrial. Yeah. Right there, right there, at, um, right below, right above North Cross. We we have had one of those unique mornings. And not only is it just it's unique on a couple different levels. Garrett's back with us, and we haven't been together in a while. And, um, and his time is right on all stuff. kind of stuff, man. And he's he been right found on old brave oh, fights. Point. We're talking about the big fight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. Heard so. See with the music. Yeah, little, yeah. Little, yeah. Little, yeah. About the fight, man. The fight, not that fight, but the fight in Cleveland last night. We talked about all, we, all this stuff. But what just happened is sending. Um, <sighs> Actually, it is a seismic shift, I would imagine, moving forward. With potentially, women's. potentially. Is, again, mm-hmm. we talked about the 88 uh, men's basketball team that wanted to continue the, the basketball greatness on the world stage. What happened, we figure, in Russia before that was just sort of an enigma. Came back in 84, won it with Jordan and the boys. But then John Thompson and them guys couldn't get it done and lost. David Robinson was on the team, another number of other great NBA players. And it was after that loss that the pros got to come and play in the Olympics. Yeah. I don't know what's going to what the next USA Olympics uh USA Women's World Cup team is going to look like, but something tells me it's going to look a lot different. The people running things are going to look a lot different than the team that just took a loss. It's the earliest elimination ever for Team USA. So when stuff happens on our show, we try to pivot from what we were going to do to uh, cover what is happening, and we can't thank this guy enough. You've heard him on the show. He's like our fifth Beatle. He comes on when Sam and I are out. He he joins the show. But, of course, um, between him and Mike Conti, they give you everything you need to know and and just get you ready for uh, Atlanta United. But, listen, he's been following this Women's World Cup as close as anybody, and we want to thank Jason Longshore for getting up and get his thoughts while things are sort of white hot. It's like, you know what this is like, Sam. When you take the microphone in yeah. after a team has a big loss yeah. and the things that you get, well, I wonder what Jason's got to say about this. Anyway, good morning, boy. Good morning. Uh, Jason? What's up, guys? Man, uh, we, we, we wish we wish we weren't bothering you. Uh, that, that, no, that's I'm, I'm glad you gave me an extra 10 minutes because that was gut-wrenching to see how the U.S. went out. And let's Let's divide this conversation into two things, if we can do this. So let's talk about the game today, and then let's talk big picture after. Because in my opinion, they're two very different things. Mm -hmm. In this tournament, in this game, the U.S. created enough chances to win. They only allowed two shots on target in four games. 
they were good enough to advance. They get to penalties because they did not convert their chances. They finished second in the group because they didn't convert their chances. In two different games, they created 14 big chances against Vietnam and against Portugal, scored twice. You come in second because of that. You have to play a team in Sweden. I thought this was going to be the semifinal. Before the tournament, when I picked the bracket, that was my semifinal, U.S.-Sweden. Sweden's the team who can win this thing. This game came down to literally the smallest margin I've ever seen in that moment. I thought Nair had had made the best save in a shootout that I'd ever seen. Mm. But it's a millimeter, I guess, that went over the line, and that's it. So, like, in this game, you have to be crushed for this team because they were the better team. I thought they got the lineup right. Emily Sonnet from Marietta was incredible all night long. They had all the chances. Goalkeeper for Sweden, Musevich, was unbelievable. It's a cruel way to go out, and you have to keep that in mind. They played well enough to advance. They didn't because it goes down to penalties, and you don't get the goal to take the lead in, in regulation or an extra time. Yep, yep. And it's worth spending time on the waitfor.com outline this morning with Jason Longshore. As always, he's social. He is social. Uh, you can find him on what used to be Twitter at Longshoe, uh, L-O-N-G-S-H-O-E. Is it the X now? Is, is that what we're X? calling yeah. it? I don't know. It's, it's, it's the X. Whatever it is, man. But, but, but look, <laughs> on a morning like this, could you could if you're there on the side, do you do some different things? Was the right personnel in place? Could you have made some adjustments that way? They've been out there for a long time, but both teams have been out there for a long time. Tonight, I, I have no problem with the substitutions. Um, generally in the tournament, I have no problem with the substitutions and the lineup choices. I, I think that has been a narrative that has picked up steam um, on the Bird app or the X app or whatever we're going to call it these days uh, because it's an easy thing to complain about. You know, you have a certain number of substitutions. If you don't use them all, oh, what's the manager doing? Why is he there? Uh, in this game, the U.S. was dominant. They were dominant for 90 minutes. They were dominant in extra time. I can't pick out a player outside of Fox at the end who was banged up. I can't pick out a player who was tired. The U.S. had to play. And I think the thing that you have to keep in mind about subs is when you're controlling play and you're playing with rhythm, when you make a substitution, you don't always keep that same rhythm. You might have fresh legs, but you might not be able to connect passes with your teammates because you have no rhythm in the match, and it takes time for that to build. I thought the U.S. had every opportunity to win this in regulation and in extra time and didn't need to make subs just to make subs. Now, one move that I was surprised by, I thought Alex Morgan had a good match today. She forced two big saves. The little surprise she came out when she did. I don't think Rapino was on her best today at all. I was hoping for Alyssa Thompson, the teenager from Angel City in NWSL. We'll see a lot of Alyssa Thompson in future World Cups. I thought she could have given you that little bit of pace in the final third when it was needed. But it wouldn't have been late for Smith, who had opportunities. It wouldn't have been for Morgan. It wouldn't have been the move for Rodman, who could only go a little over 60 minutes. She was she was sick and played as long as she could. I thought Williams came in and got into the flow much better than she did last time out against Portugal. I would have liked to have seen Alyssa Thompson 
but I don't know what the sub would have been, to be honest. Maybe Smith late, maybe Smith in the last 15 minutes. It's The team played well enough with the personnel that they had to get the result. And when you don't, and it comes down to penalties, we saw this with Atlanta United against Cruz Azul, it can be really, really cruel. And it's a horrible way to go out, especially when uh, Mushevich, who made so many big saves in this game, didn't have to make a save in the shootout. Jason Longshow joining Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 929 The Game, 929 The Game.com. Uh, listen, on the heels of the uh, USA women's soccer team being eliminated here, who else do you want to hear from than Jason Longshore talking about what happened? Now, when it happened and we were sort of watching it, we let Garrett go off, and one of the things that he had mentioned was the word failure in describing the coach and that he absolutely shouldn't be back for the next one. Talk about um, coaching on this team. I mean, it's the right decision if that's what they decide because that is the bar for this team to win World Cups, to win Olympic tournaments. And Vlatko Andonovsky's had two, and he hasn't won a tournament um, at the international level. He's won CONCACAF tournaments. He hasn't won an Olympics. He hasn't won a World Cup. I think that's ultimately going to cost him his job. I still think he was the right hire after Jill Ellis's tenure ended. I think Vlatko Andonovsky pushed the program forward. When we get into the big picture conversation, I think you needed somebody like Vlatko Andonovsky to follow Jill Ellis and start the process that the U.S. Women's National Team program has to follow because this is the conversation that is not being had anywhere right now talking about this U.S. Women's National Team. This team cannot purely rely on individual talent, athleticism, uh, fitness, any of those things that the U.S. has dominated the rest of the world in, they cannot rely on them anymore. They have to be better tactically. The U.S. national team program on the women's side has to produce players who have more tactical awareness, able to switch formations easier, can be more multifaceted, can be more versatile. That has to be the long term. You have never had that. And when you talk about identity, and we get into this with Atlanta United. We get into this with Brazil. You see a Brazilian team, you know what to expect. You see a Spanish team now, you know what to expect. Men, women, they want the ball. They're going to have the ball. They're going to have the possession. Super technical. Japan, lethal on the counter. Great defensively. They break out with pace. If I'm going to describe the U.S. women's national team, and this is even with all the success they've had, I don't have an easy way to describe it in soccer terms. You have to develop a playing identity. And they haven't done that on the men's side either. The women have had a head start in terms of international women's soccer because of the investment, because of the development. The college game has been such a huge part of that. The rest of the world caught up four years ago. The U.S. was still able to get it done in 2019, even though they got outplayed in in the semifinal by England. The rest of the world has passed the U.S. in terms of playing identity now. You still have great individual talent. You've got some young players that we're going to see a lot of. Naomi Gurma's performance in this tournament, by the way, I don't want it to get lost in the shuffle with all of this. You're going to see Naomi Gurma in U.S. women's national team games for a decade. She was incredible at center back throughout the tournament. But you've got to develop that playing identity. We know how Spain's going to look. We know how Brazil's going to look. We know how Japan's going to look. We know how England's going to look. 
I don't know how the U.S. is going to look tactically, and that's got to change. That's the biggest issue because the rest of the world has passed the U.S. in that department. Wow. That's the thing we had talked about, you know, just with other sports. The other countries have raised their level. Is there something you see that they're doing uh, that, that we're not doing as, uh, in, in the States right now as far as with the women's game? Not just soccer, and, you know, but, but, but specifically with the women's game. They're investing, and they hadn't in the past. I mean, take Portugal. I think the, the conversation going into the game against Portugal was honestly awful in terms of what to expect from that game from a U.S. perspective because all that people were told was that Portugal's not any good, the U.S. has beaten them 10 times, they've never scored against the U.S., there won't be anything to worry about. That was the whole conversation. So when it was a scoreless draw, it's, oh, the U.S. is, is terrible. This is the worst team ever. Portugal has improved so much in four years, let alone eight, ten years. Portugal was a really dangerous opponent, and Jessica Charman and I talked about that on our World Cup preview before the tournament started. The rest of the world is right there or better than this U.S. women's national team right now. Wow. And until U.S. soccer, until you know the pundits, the whole conversation realize that, it's just going to be people angry about substitutions rather than trying to figure out how that changes. You've got to see more investment. I think you've got to see more young players come through the professional game, like an Alyssa Thompson. The college game is great, but it is a it is a sprint of games. You're playing two times a week. It's not built on developing players. It's built on developing athletes, not built on developing soccer players. The professional game is built on developing soccer players. So when you see Portugal whose league has improved so much, and most of that team plays for Benfica, plays for, for Sporting, plays for Porto. They're developing professional soccer players, not purely athletes. That's the next step for the U.S. And, yeah, you're going to have to see a change, I think, in, in the leadership of the women's national team program. I don't think there's an easy answer as to who should take that over, but you've got to think about that side of it. It's not just about the coach. Yeah. It's about the technical director. It's about the youth national team coaches. It's about looking for soccer players, not great athletes. That's the next step for the U.S. That's what's got to change. Think about it from a basketball perspective. You guys mentioned the, the Olympics in, in 88, and you saw a change in the way everything was structured. You're not going to see that here because it's already here. But you saw the rest of the world in basketball catch up. They invested. They developed skills, and it's really similar in this regard. They developed skilled players, maybe more technically skilled players than the U.S. was producing at that time. That's what's happening right now. You've got more technically skilled players being developed on a regular basis in Spain, in England, in Portugal, in many countries around the world. We have great athletes, and we have great competitive drive and and this team doesn't quit, and they fight, and they're physical, and all those things that you need in games. But it, it's, it's soccer. You need players who, who are great soccer players, not purely great athletes. And that's the next step for the U.S. You've got to develop that side of the game at the same rate the rest of the world is. And until the U.S. does that, they're not going to be a favorite to win the World Cup every time out. It's not going to happen anymore. Jason, we're up against it, but uh, speaking of the favorites, who's your favorite now? England. 
England, um, they're getting Kara Walsh back, it looks like, from an injury scare. They've been really good. The other two for me are, are Spain and Japan, and that would be a semifinal matchup. Japan has been the best team so far. I think they haven't been tested yet by a top, top team. It could be an England-Japan final, and that would be an amazing match. All right. Thanks so much for spending Listen, some yeah, time with absolutely. us. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, considering all this happened this morning and giving, giving us the, the breakdown on it, but like what to look forward to going forward. Always great to catch up with you, Jason. Thanks, y'all. Thank you, buddy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 